Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction Blog Talk Radio Show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Good morning. This is Ursula Odom, your host for NABWIC Talks, and we have a wonderful guest today, and I'm so excited about bringing her to you. And I am the CEO of Sula2, and we make old, new, and everything that we do in that we capture, preserve, and present legacy information in any form possible, and that's why I love doing what I do on Wednesday mornings, bringing the story to you so that you can use it to be motivated by and to be the motivator because you learn things from people today, or you will, under normal circumstances, and I think today will be no different. So Katrina Conrad is my guest this morning, and she is Workforce Diversity Project Manager. And with over 20 years of administration experience, Katrina Conrad has dedicated her career to fostering and uplifting the untapped potential of low-income and minority workers in Boston's diversity community of color. Conrad currently serves as the Workforce Diversity Project Manager at Madison Park Development Corporation, a highly respected nonprofit real estate developer in Boston and one of the nation's oldest community development corporations. In her current position, Conrad ensures labor diversity, compliance on all MPD, MPDC construction projects, spearheads efforts to improve equity within the construction trades among female and minority workers in Boston, and provides technical assistance to local minority contractors that better positions them to gain access to Boston's lucrative building boom. Most recently, Katrina led the development of an innovative new construction workforce development pilot program in partnership with Madison Park Technical Vocational High School and a robust roster of skilled local minority contractors who will serve as program instructors. Welcome and good morning to Katrina, um, I have to do the technical thing behind the scene. Good morning, Katrina. <laughs> now that you can speak, how are you? Good morning. I'm doing well, and yourself? Doing just fine. Thank Good. you so much for asking. Excited to be a part of your show this morning. 
Well, we're excited to hear your story as well, and thank you. So why don't you summarize what what they've just heard in a technical form, but give it to us from how you feel it. Um, What do you do? Why do you do what you do? And and why do you Mm -hmm. like it? Okay. Well, um, again, I'm Katrina Conrad. I am the Workforce Diversity Manager for Madison Park Development Corporation. We are an affordable housing developer in Roxbury, Massachusetts. So about eight years ago, I started at Madison Park as an administrative assistant in the real estate development department. And I was anxious to learn more about development and how it differs from construction because almost every gentleman in my family in my household uh, was in the construction industry. So I wanted to know more about real estate development. So from there, my roles at Madison Park more or less expanded in the real estate department. I grew from administrative assistant to a project associate, from project associate to a project manager. And then from there, I uh, stepped into my role of the diversity project manager. Um, Eventually, I identified a mentor, took advantage of the training opportunities, um, with Wentworth Institute of Technology, List Boston, NeighborWorks, and just simply found myself in the ideal position. I was able to take all of my strengths from past um, employment and my newfound love as far as real estate development and marry all that into the one role that I carry now, which is diversity management. And I love it. Wow. And I love it. And you can hear it in your voice. We just know that it's so true. But I have to ask you, with the current climate, um, with COVID-19 and the pandemic, how has that changed things for you, or has it? It has changed drastically. Um, One of the major things here in the city of Boston is that all construction has been halted in the city. So most of our contractors do not even have projects outside of the city. So what I find myself doing now is offering more assistance to those smaller contractors that we worked with in the past. Um, there are a lot of different funds or relief opportunities that they can tap into. So I'm assisting them with applying for those opportunities as well as uh, inviting them to tap into additional technical training resources that can only assist them with improving themselves and looking more qualified to some of our uh, contractors, our larger contractors who have a need of their services on their upcoming projects. So if anything, I'm more or less re-educating myself on some of the many platforms that are available so I can offer better assistance to some of my clients. Well, um, as you were saying that, it it occurred to me that I had heard, um, I think locally in the Tampa Bay area, there's some consideration for working on projects because people are off the road. So is that because we're south and there's, well, I'm wondering why that would be that um, I, I kind of expected to hear something like that from Boston. So what would be the difference in that in some places they may be ramping up with construction, whereas others are not? Do you, do you have any thoughts about that? Well, I can only say that um, our mayor is just more or less concerned about flattening the, con- the curve overall, Right. And where we, what we have found here in the city of Boston is that we have some open shop and some, um, some union contractors who are still moving forward on some of their projects, but it was just on an as-needed basis. Um, but for our work, 
with some of our projects. We just know that that halt has just simply put a damper on any type of plans with moving forward with the work in the city. So in all fairness, I'm in the dark as to understanding as far as how soon we'll be able to start work again in the city. Um, And I know that has just simply put our contractors behind the ball as far as understanding how they are to continue with operations and continuing to pay on payrolls and things of that sort. Okay, and I I have to clarify my interpretation of what I thought was happening or think is happening in Florida could be totally off base. It's just that I had heard and I saw evidence of some things um, continuing, uh, uh, construction projects continuing, and I was just asking the question from that basis. But back to you. No, I haven't seen that here. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so back to you and what you what you do normally. Um, how help us understand the importance of your role to to the construction industry in the city of Boston. Thank you for asking that question. Um, in the city of Boston, we have a Boston Residents Job Policy Ordinance that sets employment standards for private and public development projects. So that looks like fifty one percent Boston residents. people of color, 12% female. So one of my roles is to maintain a job bank, which currently has over 700 greater Boston residents with an array of experience. So I serve as that matchmaker connecting the hiring contractors to those Boston job seekers. Now, in some instances, the residents may or may not have the necessary skill set or credentials So I try to connect those individuals to training resources either that we offer internally or refer them to outside agencies. Now, for our contractors, we try to build relationships with as many minority or women business-owned establishments as possible. With our relationship with the uh, Massachusetts Minority Contractors Associations and with other general contractors in in town, we're able to get a sense of the needs of these contractors and offer any assistance. And that can vary from back office assistance, contract negotiations, job training and development, employee assistance. The idea is just to simply retain as many MWBE contractors as possible because we're still in a real estate boom even once this COVID-19 flattens. So when we combine all of these things together, um, my question is, we we hear and we we see that this virus is having a devastating impact on the African-American community at, at well, black and brown community. And um, some of this discussion is that that's because of poor health and lack of access to, to jobs and it's a vicious cycle of meaning that if you don't have a whole lot of money, then a lot of times you're going to eat things that are not healthy for you because it's less expensive or more in bulk that you can get and don't have access to fresh food and and, um, the ability to pay for it because it's too expensive. So the reason I bring that up is that when it opens up again and you're in training and what have you, you think that there may be some understanding that helping this community get better jobs will help overall thing? What are your your plans or your thoughts about that line of thought? 
My hope would be that I could um, serve as an outlet to assist our residents with those uh, with identifying the right path to identify the uh, the job opportunities they're looking for. Not one to say that that's going to um, resolve the issues of today, but um, my goal was there before the COVID-19 pandemic hit, and it will forever still be there as far as connecting our residents with these lucrative opportunities in the building trades. And my hope is that I can, um, my hope is that we can move forward as a city and allow opportunities for us to congregate so I can host these training sessions to put people on the right path. Now, we're on a show called NABWIT Talks, and so the National Organization of Black Women in Construction is an organization that deals with all of these issues and opportunities and planning for the future. So my question twofold, how did you become associated with NABWIT? And then, um, well, I'll, I'll ask the question once you answer you answered that one because we'll move further into um, what we're planning or what's being planned for your area relative to Nadwick. Once I realized that um, this is a job that will will need to be done with the assistance of others <laughs> and it's not something I can just take on solely by myself, I went online and just conducted a series of different research as far as other support services for women in the trades. Now, there are so many groups popping up across the nation that claim they're promoting the advancement of females in the trades. However, I struggle with identifying a local entity that um, has members that look like me and understand what struggles a woman of color would have in the building trades. You know, humans are visual creatures, and most of us process information based on what we see. And if we have a region that struggles with women of color in the trades, it only made sense to try to partner up with NABWIC so we can show what other successful women in the trades are doing, what um, what paths they took, just so we, too, can make sure that we are retaining and bringing about new individuals into the trade so we can maintain our reputation and try to keep up with these forever-growing employment standards or contracting standards that we all have to abide by, right? I know for Madison Park Development, we are encouraged um, to utilize 35% minority-owned businesses on all of our projects. I have to find a way to continuously build up that pool of minority contractors, and entities like NABWIC will be the perfect opportunity to partner with just so we can continue to identify folk and put them into those positions as business owners and entrepreneurs who want to succeed in the building trades. It's so funny to hear you say visual creatures and and we relate to what we see. It reminds me of a parade I went to that was sponsored by a um, black minority um, HBCU. And it was a wonderful parade. But when it got to STEM, even though the entire parade was predominantly African-American with all of these wonderfully talented people representing a diversity of schools, when it got to STEM, the representative students were not black. 
And I looked at that, and not not from a racist point of view at all, but from a visual point of view, I said, if I am a student looking at this, what that sends to me is that when it gets to STEM, that is not for me. And I was not happy about that. Uh, It at least should have been um, representative as a, a mixed group or open to all, but that message was so clear because I am a visual person just like anybody else. And that right. was a visual image that stuck with me that I wasn't happy with. So I know you're right. If we don't see mm-hmm. anything that looks like us, then we assume it's not for us. That's right. On That's an average. exactly right. And we have to do better. We have to do better. And I know that in every region, we have a wealth of brown and brother, excuse me, brown and black brothers and sisters who are currently working in this particular industry. You have to find a way to reach back out to your communities of color and share, you know, the path that you took and sharing your success so we too can understand that there is opportunity out there in that field, you know. And again, if we don't see each other out there in that field, then we will we won't know that it's for us. And that's why I say hats off to agencies like the NAACP and their programming where they focus on uh, introducing our youth to STEM programming and resources mm-hmm. like that. So, and we have to just continue to push that message out to our uh, community and to our youth. Absolutely. So at this point, we're going to take a commercial break because we want people to know that they can join in on the conversation because we have several people right. listening um, they've called in, and I know that there are people on computer that are listening that we can't um, know who they are. So if you're on computer, it'll tell you what to do, and if you're calling in, it'll also tell you what to do. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. NABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C. Thank you, and we're back. Welcome back to Network Talk. And I am your host, Ursula Odom, and I'm speaking with Katrina Conrad, who's the Workforce Diversity Project Manager for um, Madison Park Development Corporation in Boston. So my question now, because you hear this a lot now, what is Mm -hmm. the new normal going to be like? What are some things that that you think will change once the com- the country opens back up for for construction. I know one thing I saw in a tweet that some or a post that somebody um, shared is that on a construction site 
someone was was checking someone's temperature. Now, quite frankly, when I saw the picture, I thought they were spraying something in somebody's face, but what they were actually doing was checking the person's tem- temperature. So what That's do you exactly think will right. change? Yes, I, I see that as being our new norm, um, uh, having um, a host of medical professionals on our job site at the beginning of the shift. So um, I noticed that some of my contractors have sent out a series of information indicating those changes. Once we're back live, expect to see medical professionals out on site. Um, There will be more of a requirement of PPE, personal protective equipment of all of our subcontractors. Um, I would imagine there will be more spot checks on site. I would imagine more presence of a safety manager on site um, throughout the entire day rather than just doing, you know, periodic checks. Um, I know for me and my role, I I find that um, I may not have more in-person job fairs. I think maybe I'll start moving more to virtual job fairs. Um, even once the, the curve has been flattened, um, I think I'll probably even move forward with offering more of my OSHA trainings online um, and just try to eliminate um, large groups as much as possible. But um, Yeah, I see. Even in, in what I, I do, I'm actually, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. It's no, scary. I was just saying that it's, I'm, I'm I'm yeah it is but the the other thing I want to say too is that um I'm seeing an uptick in some of the things that I'm doing because people now have time to work on writing their book or putting together that project and I'm getting calls to begin the process that they have been delaying for so long but when we come back um as you were speaking you made me realize that there may be new job opportunities. So if if you have someone that's um, in this period of, of being quiet and they want to prepare to do something different that would position them in a better way or to take advantage of, of, of the new spots that, that are going to be available, what would those things be? Because I know... One of my cousins, a, a, a young person that is out there doing monograms and whatever, she just happened to start making a mask, and she got so many orders she could hardly keep up with them. So she she wow. just happened to be in the right place at the right time. So what would right. those kinds of things be in the construction industry? And if anybody out there that's listening that would like to join into the conversation and, and explore that, we may have an opportunity for people to position themselves to 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 be better than where they were. So what are your thoughts about I know that? I know with the city of Boston, we are moving forward with uh, utilizing Salesforce, which is a client-based, uh, client management software system. And a lot of our smaller contractors do not have the back office capacity to put someone in that position to handle all of their payroll entries and other data reporting that needs to uh that would need to be housed in that system. So identifying individuals with the Salesforce credentials is very key in this industry. Um 
anyone with the necessary pro-core training or experience in under their belt, they too can offer their assistance to any contractors because, you know, in some instances, some of our contractors are out on the job site as early as 6.30 in the morning, working all day, finishing up, wrapping up their day around 3, anywhere between 3 and 5 o'clock, go home, put on their other hat as parent or wife or husband or whatever the case may be, but they're not necessarily addressing any of their paperwork pertaining to the business until 11, 12 o'clock at night at the dinner table. It would be highly beneficial to identify a pool of individuals that have a, a wealth of administrative or payroll or bookkeeping experience to offer assistance is, to some of these is smaller contractors. Is that what Procore is? No, is what, what Procore is? is is actually no. Procore is like a is is an operating system that allows contractors to talk to the subcontractors about some of the day to day issues that may come up at the job site. But over and beyond that, just basic administrative assistance with payroll and bookkeeping is in high demand right now with these contractors because they have a hands-on experience. They may not necessarily have the administrative experience. So anyone who has that, it would be truly needed and in demand right at this time. Oh, that's really good to know. Um, what now? You hear about manufacturers retooling so that they can make masks and gowns and and whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So, is there something in the construction industry that maybe people could uh, offer as a a product or service? Uh, well, you told me about service, but even a product. And when you answer, we have a question too from an audience member, and um, then we'll come back to to them in a second. Okay. Well, oh, obviously there's a well, need I of math. Well, tell you what. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. There are several questions. I'm sorry. So go ahead and answer that, and then I will um, address the the questions that are coming in. You're getting a lot of them. So share okay. that response. I would imagine in a second. Oh, yes, ma'am. I would imagine there is a dire need of masks across the nation, Um, more importantly in the construction industry, simply because once we are allowed to go back to work, every person working on any job site will be required to wear that mask, just like, you know, we're required now to wear a mask just even going to the grocery store. There will be more of a need of identifying, you know, reusable masks that we all could, you know, make use of on the job site or, um, on our day-to-day, you know, walk around um, the nation. That's probably the only thing I can foresee an immediate need for right now. Um, also, if you are a trained medical professional, I will reach out to some of these larger general contracting companies to see if you can offer assistance with staffing the job sites as far as taking temperatures and assisting with, you know, identifying symptoms and such of any uh, workers that may come onto the site that you know are there to report for duty, you may want to offer your services to serve as a part of that front line for these general contractors. And I'm sorry, you said you had questions okay. coming in? Yes, we have a question from Katina. Go ahead, Katina. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you Good today? 
I'm good. My question is, before I forget, you mentioned something about if you had the necessary training, not for the medical field, but it was some, something else you mentioned. I wanted you to elaborate on that, maybe, because I'm always into getting training for something, but not for medical, though. <laughs> so not um, for medical. Are you referring to more like the administrative background? Yeah, it was something that you mentioned. I didn't hear quite everything on it, and I want you to uh, elaborate I'll repeat what you said. Okay. So if anything, right now, what I know for a fact that some of my contractors are in need of is identifying a pool of individuals who can offer assistance with their back office needs. So that can be anything as far as um, administrative, bookkeeping, um, payroll assistance, things of that sort. There are a number of different uh, training resources available online that you can tap into to gain any type of uh, certification. Procore, I would suggest you visit Procore's website to identify the different training opportunities they have. Salesforce, you can tap into udemy.com. They offer a training class on Salesforce, and you can get your credentials in it for less than $35. Um, I also encourage anyone who's interested in tapping into the building trades industry to look into allison.com. Allison with one L. Yes, ma'am. A L I S O N. There are over, I want to say, maybe 70 different training modules that you can tap into for free um, on practically any subject pertaining to construction and a host of other different topics. And that uh, website again was Allison.com? Yes, ma'am. Thank you. And then if you know anyone. Yes, ma'am. If you know anyone who's truly interested in getting into the construction or building trades industry, the best way to start off will be to obtain your OSHA 10 certification. And there is a website that you can visit, careersafeonline.com. They offer OSHA 10 certifications for $25. And that is the basic minimum requirement to work on any construction site. Okay, so now I have two questions. So I have my OSHA okay, 30. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, <laughs> already. congratulations. So, yes, ma'am. Um, if I can get in touch with you on um, when we finish or later on to see how you can help me utilize that that like that um certification. Um, I would love would to have I a conversation in, with you. I'm a general contractor, and my work has okay. Uh, Slowly, uh, I have one project, which I was supposed to have four right now. But anyways, um, I would like to uh, tap into some of these resources to get money flowing back into my company. Um, great. That would be great. And yes, then another question, yes, my other ma'am. question is, you said that if we have medical assistance, our medical people come to our job sites to start doing some medical analysis for us, that will increase our 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 bottom line or increase, I'm sorry, decrease our bottom line and increase the um, payroll, how would that, um, how would we change that to make sure we're we're making enough money to increase our bottom line? Because it's going to decrease our bottom line, but because we added that particular service for a medical profession to come out to services, the the Um, people that's on our... Job site. We could 
we could definitely talk about this offline, but the first thing that popped in my mind would be to split the cost with your client as far as okay. the engagement of the medical professional on the site, right? Because you're doing mm-hmm. your due diligence. You have to protect the health of your workers and all workers that come on the site, whether they work directly for you or any of your subcontractors, right? Correct. So okay. ideally, in my head, I would want to, you know, pass those costs off to my client. But we can definitely talk about that online, um, offline, excuse me, and I'll make sure that my contact information is available for you, okay? Okay, thank you so much for answering my questions. Oh, Have a you, good day. You're more, yes, ma'am, thank you so much for calling in, and we really appreciate this this morning. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Truly we do, Katina. Um, and we have another question from Jada. Hi, Katrina. How are you this morning? I'm doing well, Ms. Jada. Thank you so much for asking. How may I be of assistance this morning? Well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you and also hearing you this morning give out such great information, and um, especially with the education and different trainings. And I can't wait to see your online trainings for OSHA. Um, but how can you or how can our members um, could you share your contact information so our members, friends, and family may, um, you know, shoot you an email if they should have additional questions? How would you like yes, us ma'am. to drive that traffic? Thank you so much for that. I greatly appreciate it. So I can be reached via email at K Conrad, the letter K C O N R A D at Madison dash park dot org. Or you can call me direct. My um, number is 617-849-6226. Yes, I'm still in the office at least four days out of the week. I know I'm supposed to be at home, but I am very much so in the office on a regular basis. And more importantly, you can see what all Madison Park does as a whole and find out more information about my specific department at our website, which is www.madison-park.org. Thank you so much for sharing your information. No, thank you so much for calling again, Queen. We really appreciate this this morning. Thank you again. And as for... Um, the remainder of the show, unless someone else has another question, because you're certainly welcome to do that, press 1 on your telephone um, pad, and I'll know that you are wanting to ask a question. And thank you both, Katina and Jada, for calling in and asking those questions, because they sparked quite a bit of um, interesting information. So thank you. Now, oftentimes I say to my guests, I've asked you what I plan to ask, what is it I have not asked that you, you're just dying to share with everybody? Because I know there must be some things that we just have not touched yet. Well, if nothing, um, we have yet to really dig deep into the training program that Madison Park will be rolling out in the coming months. <laughs> we were supposed to roll it out um, actually today, as a matter of fact, but in light of the virus, we'll be putting this on the back burner for now, but Madison Park, in partnership with Madison Park Vocational High School, will roll out its first official hands-on workforce training program in the building trades. 
We're working with a couple of local minority contractors to serve as instructors in their specific trades, working with uh, our greater Boston residents over a five-week time span, introducing them to different aspects of the building trades in hopes that we can identify employment opportunities for these individuals. And the goal would be to identify as many greater Boston residents so we can truly make sure that all of our projects within the greater Boston area are hitting the employment standards of 51% greater Boston residents, excuse me, 40% people of color, and 12% women on all of our construction projects. So we just want to make sure that we have a, um, that we share the wealth across the board for all of our black and brown brothers and sisters in the greater Boston area who, too, are looking for opportunities and ways to advance themselves. So thank you for this wonderful platform and the opportunity to share that. Oh, good, good. You're welcome. But I'm not done. I just realized that there is another thing that I would Uh like to explore with you. Um, As far as Maverick is concerned, you think this is a good time to to move forward in the New England area for an affiliate with Maverick? Oh, it's been time. Um, I think particularly now we have a – we're still in our real estate boom here and I think um, with the growing demand of identifying more women to bring into the trades, now is probably more important than ever. Um, I think that with the number of folk who have registered for the training program, there is truly an interest of, hey, I want to get into the trades, but I need to have a better understanding of how it can benefit me and how it has benefited uh, women like me in the past. And I feel that any type of partnership with NADWIC and exposing these individuals or these women to the success stories behind NADWIC, it's a win-win for everyone. Great, great. And I know that um, Jackie Perry is listening in, and I'm sure she heard that, and she doesn't want to comment on it. She certainly will (laughs) take action on it, I'm sure. So thank you very much for that. And to our listening audience, I'm reluctant to end the show because it's been such, such a wonderful show, but I, I I guess it's time for us to go about doing other things and acting on what we've heard this morning. So until yep, next week, thank you, Ms. Conrad, and thank to you. our listening audience, you're welcome. See you next week. All right. Have a good one. You too. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.